Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you if people send you the same generic conversation starters they message everyone else? Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. Hey guys, right now on the line we have the one, the only, Lita Ford. Lita, this is Sean and we got Mark Striegel here too. How you doing? What's up guys, what's going on? Lita, thanks so much for calling in. We're psyched to be talking to you. We understand you're working on some new music. We wanted to ask you how it's sounding. Well, <laughs> uh, actually I'm, I'm with Gary Howie. We're working on it right now and uh, I had to tell him to to be quiet so I could do this interview. Well, thanks for taking the time out while you're in the studio. Gary's such an amazing guitar player. Wow, very, very cool. Yeah, yeah. Wait, hold on. He's throwing his fists in the air. Say hi, Gary. Hey, thanks so much, brother. How are you? Hey, Gary, great to talk to you, man. I've been a fan of yours for a long time, and I can't wait to hear the music that you're doing with Lita. 
Oh, thank you so much. Well, I'll tell you, you, you will not be disappointed. The, the new material that Lead is coming out with and what we've been working on together is, is awesome. I think you're going to be blown away. I can't wait for you to hear it. Very cool. Thanks, Jerry. All right, bro. Take care. I hope to see you soon. Cool. Absolutely. And you guys get a two-for-one. Yeah, that's <laughs> there great. we go. <laughs> very, very cool. So, Lita, I wanted to ask you, is this going to differ, like, stylistically a lot or a little from Wicked Wonderland? What can we expect? Uh, the, well, it's nothing like Wicked Wonderland. Uh, Wicked Wonderland was a conglomeration conglomeration <laughs> of different lyrics and uh melodies and harmonies that came up uh, my husband came up with my ex-husband Jim Gillette and um um um, um Greg Hampton and uh they pretty much put together Wicked Wonderland and um they wrote they did most of the writing and they did most of the the guitar playing and um it just wasn't a real it wasn't a real leader record right and mm. um now we're making a real leader record. <laughs> well, fans news. are going to be, you know, really happy to hear because Wicked Wonderland was great, but I think that the fans were really, you know, waiting for another true Lita Ford album, and that's what this is going to be. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I got a lot of a lot of uh, people complaining about that. I was like, sorry, I didn't mean it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I won't do it again. No, it's cool. Hey, Lita, I wanted to, to mention it was great uh, running into you down in Florida at that monster convention. You were with my right. buddy Chris Kiska, and I was blast. with Ace Freely, so that was a great time. That was a blast. That was a blast. I love monsters. <laughs> Who's your favorite? I got some. Um, let's see. Well, there was a lot there that at that convention. From the convention, I think my favorite was Probably, uh, oh God, what's his name? Jason. Yeah, oh, yeah, Jason, you're right. Yeah, I, I had a chance to run Jason. into him. Yeah. I didn't meet uh, yeah. Robert Englund, though. I, Freddy Krueger, he was there, too, right? Yeah, Freddy Krueger, and um, he's definitely one of my favorites. He gave, uh, he gave my son a little gold um, claw. Wow. You know, cool. like the claw that he has. Yeah, yeah, and then you wear it around your neck. It's amazing. Very and, cool. Uh, he signed some 8x10s for my kids, and um, he wrote some real wacky stuff on there. I can't <laughs> remember exactly what it was, but it, it was really creepy. It was like, wow, that's cool. I mean, very different than rock and roll, you know? Yeah. Very was, different. But very cool, though. Now, Lita, back yeah. when I was a teenager, the, the first album by you that really exposed me to what you were all about was called Out for Blood. Uh, do you have any memories about doing that record? I know, you know, you left the Runaways, I believe, in 79, and it was, you know, 83 that Out Out for Blood came out. Uh, what were you going through at that time? Did you have a lot to prove? What memories do you have of the Out for Blood record? Um, boy, Out for Blood was in the very beginning of my solo career, um, I, I, I wanted to prove myself as a guitar player because there wasn't so many female guitar, uh, girl guitar players out at the time. And I just wanted to be like a female Hendrix, you know, I was so into guitar playing. And, uh, to me, it was something that just kind of came natural. And, uh, not a lot of girls did it at the time, and I really didn't even pay attention to that. I didn't know why there were there weren't girls doing it, and 
I didn't really put two and two together. Like, people would come over with their friends, and they'd sit around. They'd say, we'd play us that riff. Um, and I'd play some Black Sabbath riff or something. And, um, and everybody was so amazed. And I would just look at them like, what's the big deal? Can't everybody do this? I don't understand. You know, <laughs> aren't, aren't all the girls in the neighborhood doing this? I don't right. understand what's what's the big deal. So <laughs> anyway, Out for Blood was sort of my way of um, of putting across my guitar playing. And um, I remember the Out for Blood video. I've got this great big bruise on my arm from playing racquetball. I got nailed in the arm from playing racquetball. And those of you who play serious racquetball know what kind of a bruise that it could yeah. leave. <laughs> when that ball Man. hits you. So I remember the video. I haven't seen it in a while, but I just remember the bruise. <laughs> and what went on? You, the Runaways kind of broke up in 79. That album came out in 83. What was going on between 1979 and 1983 for you? Do you remember those years? Yeah, of course. Um, <clears throat> those years were uh, just trying to be a solo artist and um let's see i was probably 20 i was 20 i was 17 when the runaways first album came out in 1975 and we broke up in 1980 80 okay um so those were the years where i was learning how to sing mm. i wasn't really a, a singer in the runaways i was more of a background singer and during those years i I got a warehouse. I put a bunch of Mar Marshall stack, a Marshall stack in there, not a, not a bunch, but I brought my guitars down and I taught myself how to sing and play at the same time, which was really, it's not that easy. I mean, everybody, you know, sings a couple of backline, backup vocals, uh, background vocals, and they think it's easy, but it's really a whole different animal. And I didn't know how to do it. I, I had to teach myself. So that's what I did during those few years of my life was teaching myself how to sing and play at the same time. And I got inspired by Johnny Winter, um, uh, Jimi Hendrix again, because he was a guitar player and a singer at the right. same time. You know, it's like two jobs in one. Yeah, and the coordination, it's tough to, to I mean, I just, like, Mark and I are both musicians, so we, we understand, and it just for all you listeners, it's actually tough to be playing a guitar part in one rhythm and then sing in a completely different rhythm and a different melody and stuff like that. So that's very cool, Lita. Now, Lita, you are on, you're going to be going on tour soon and doing some dates with Whitesnake, I believe, because I know that you're coming into the New York area. Yeah, um, I honestly don't know what, Andrew, are you on the phone? I am. Can you tell us about the White Snake dates? I, I'm not quite sure that those are if we're on that bill. Are, are uh, we on those? We're no longer on that bill. Oh, okay. Okay. Thanks, Andrew, for okay. cleaning. Hey, it thanks, up. Andrew. There was some there was some problem with the venue or something, and I don't remember exactly what it was, but. Uh, okay. Well, hopefully, we'll get you into the New York, New Jersey area sometime soon, because we'd love to see you. Yeah, get me there. Yeah, we'll we'll bring you up here without a doubt. So so tell us more about the 
the stuff you're doing with Gary because I'm I'm really excited to hear it. It sounds great. Who else is playing with you? Is it at this point just you two guys working on stuff or what? What's going on? Right now it's Gary and I, and uh, we've got some musicians on hold um, that are ready to uh, play bass and drums. Um, we've just used mechanical drums for now, and then we're going to replace the drums with a live drummer. Um, we used Uptown Horn section on one of oh, the cool. songs, um, which is really cool. Yeah, the guys, it's wild because we were in uh, in the New Hampshire area, and there's not a whole lot of musicians that I know personally in this area. Right. So I said to Gary, we need horns. Made horns on this song. And uh, I said, Gary, who do you know that has horns? <laughs> they can play horns, sorry. And um, he's sitting there, he's thinking, you know, the other night I saw the Uptown Horns play. And I said, just get them, get their number. What's their number? And he says, I don't know. I, he said, I had the card. I gave it to my wife. And I said, ask her for the number. Get get the number. So <laughs> we pulled out the number, and they just so happened to have been about seven, literally seven miles away from Gary's house. They wow. were playing a gig at, during the day, and they did their gig, and they came over and they played on one of our tracks. So you can't get so, any better with a horn section than those guys, because I've seen Arno play a few times, and it, those guys are just insane. Right, they are. Oh my gosh, it was amazing. It was like God really put them there for us, because when we called, we expected them to be on the other side of the world. Right, and they were right up the street. That's nuts. I mean, wow. how freaky is that? It's cool. Now, so. you're talking about horn sections, it's funny. I was at your website earlier today, and I, I, I was very touched. You had a, a, a message up there about Clarence Clemens, and uh, you said he helped me through some tough times and some amazingly awesome times. Uh, how did you know Clarence? Um, I met Clarence when I did the Dick Clark show. He was on Dick Clark show. Mm. And during that time, he... Uh, was putting together a band to play in the Howie Mandel show. Um, do you remember? It was 1992, I believe, or 93. Howie Mandel had his, his own TV show. And in the show was a band. Right. Clarence was the head of the band. Ah, okay. And he asked me if I would be the guitar player in the band. And uh, it was great. It was so much fun. So that's how Clarence and I met. And uh, when the Uptown Horns came, it was really, um, I was thinking to myself, you know, we, we need to get Clarence to play on this song. And I'm not going to tell you what song it is. You'll know it when you hear it. Cool. You're going to freak out. But, um, and that's when he died. Jeez. Uh, okay. It was the most bizarre thing. Because we needed horns, we Clarence died. We called the Uptown Horns. I mean, it all wow. happened all like in the same day. It was the freakiest thing. Hmm. It was just wrong. Wow. But, Man. Uh, yeah, really wild. I mean, Clarence. He played with so many people. I was right. I was reading his uh, his Wikipedia page, and I, I never knew he played with Twisted Sister and Great wow. White. Even you know, so cool. I mean, just I mean everybody thinks guy. of him with Springsteen, Springsteen, but he's just he just did so much more, uh, and uh, will be greatly missed, definitely.
Oh, yeah, definitely. So, Lita, definitely, but, uh, no, I was going to say, I also saw on your site that you did something with the Baldwins for breast cancer. Tell us about that. Yeah, we just did a, um, a benefit for um, Carol Baldwin. Um, they do it every year, um, a breast cancer benefit show. And, uh, of course, all the proceeds go towards breast cancer. And um, they're just wonderful people, and I, it was a pleasure for me to have been a part of that. But what was really cool about it, they, there's this uh, aquamarine center, and um, it's in Long Island. And uh, they rented for the show. So after everybody left, the public left, they closed it out, and they had their event at this aquamarine center. So the whole place was transferred from kids and families to fine dining in the aquamarine center. The whole place was dark. And the only thing that was lit up were, was like the, the killer whale tank and uh, the, what you call it, stingrays. You know, it, everything was lit up. They had a wall of macaw birds and there was little penguins walking around with little pink bow ties Man. that were they were pecking at my guitar because they'd never seen a guitar before. So they were like, hmm, what's this? And they'd come over and they'd start pecking at my guitar. Wow. Very it cool. was really a lot of fun. And I got to meet Billy and Stephen Baldwin. And um, they're just great people. And Carol was wonderful. Sweet, sweet, sweet lady. Um, just couldn't ask for better. They they treated me real good, so it was and, a lot of fun. You know, it was my pleasure. And it's great, you know, it's a great thing. Uh, it's so cool that you're giving some of your time to such a great cause, and uh, you know, so you should be, you know, commended on that too. So what what a, what a very cool thing. Now I'll tell you the truth, we can't wait to see you guys uh, do some live stuff. Do you have any live dates planned? Yeah, we do. Um, Andrew, hey there. Help us out with the live dates, will ya? <laughs> yeah, let me pull them up for you. We've got uh, this not this weekend, next weekend. Um, yeah, you, at the end of August, you're in Springfield at Jack's Nightclub. That's a great bar. That's a great club. Right, and then at the Ocean City, the Purple Moose Salon. Very and cool. And then guy. at the Soaring Eagle Casino in Mount Pleasant. And that's in Michigan. And then uh, I see there's a, a Houston gig and uh, a couple of Texas gigs. And then, uh, you know, this is what I wanted to talk about. You're doing something with Rock and Roll Fantasy Camp. Yes. Now, have you yeah, been involved with with uh, David Fishoff before in the camp, or is this going to be your first time? I've done two with David Fishoff. Oh, yeah. I did the um, Atlantis um, with Tommy Lee and, and a whole bunch of other celebrities in ace of course um and then we did uh um, 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 um what was the other one? Oh, it was los angeles uh that one was televised i couldn't remember when they filmed filmed it it was in may last year so cool. it was yeah and that was on vh1 ago. right yep. do you know do you know and if that this one was televised will this newer one also be televised on vh1 the, the the October one is not televised. It's in New York. The November one will be televised at the Playboy Mansion. Very cool. cool. 
Cool. Yeah, can't wait. Uh, Lita, it's, it's awesome, and just cannot wait to uh, check you out when you come back to our area in New York. So, Lita, before right be- before we let you go, what, I mean, the the one album to me that made you just a household name was the Lita album, and any memories on that? So many great songs on that. Uh, for example, ca- uh, Can't Catch Me. Can you talk a little bit about that song and, and who helped you write it? Yeah, of course. Can't Catch Me was co-written with Lemmy. Um, my dear friend, <laughs> he's such a riot. Um, that song, and you know, a lot of those songs, it, just from living in, in Hollywood and living in Los Angeles, I, I was able to have access to a lot of wonderful musicians just by being there. Um, Can't Catch Me, you know, when he lives down the street from the Rainbow Bar and Grill, you know, he's sort of, sort of stumbling distance from uh, from the studio, so um, we got together and we we just hung out for a while and we wrote "Can't Catch Me." It took about three days to get out of his living room, wow. and <laughs> took about another three days to get home. And then uh, once I got through my front door, it took about another three days to get into the bedroom. <laughs> I wow. mean, I was hung over big time. But uh, we had a lot of fun, and every time I play that song, it's just a blast. Almost um, a Deep Purple vibe uh, to that. I, maybe it's the keyboards. I don't know. But it, was Deep Purple an influence on you? I'm sorry? Deep Purple? Huge influence. Yeah, because I can almost oh, hear really a, a slight was... Deep Purple vibe to Can't Catch Me. Oh, no, I've never heard anybody say that, but now that you mention it, I'm just a huge Deep Purple fan. I loved that band more than any other band. They were my idols. I had posters in my wall when I was a little kid. They were the best. They were absolutely the best. And were you a fan Uh, of them even after Ian Gillen left and David Coverdale joined and Glenn Hughes? Of course. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Absolutely. And then uh, Jolyn Turner was a lead singer in Rainbow. I remember we toured with Rainbow um, all through Europe. I think it was about a eight week tour. Um, it was a blast. I just love Richie's playing. Yeah. Such a great player. Uh, back to the Lita album. Some of the other people that were involved, uh, Nikki six, a song we just played earlier on the show, falling in and out of love, um, yep. with, with Nikki six. And, uh, is that kind of an ironic title being that it's co-written by Nikki six? Um, it was just a song. We we were just friends at the time. Right. And um, it was just a song that we we just sort of came up with. You know, it wasn't anything to do with a relationship or anything like that. It was just uh, something. You know, they were in the studio. I was in the studio next door. And uh, they had a little room off to the side of the studio that had a piano in it. And uh, Nikki and I went in there and we just wrote the song. That's pretty much it. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. And same of course, place we wrote uh, same place we wrote with Ozzy. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, and of course, the the big smash hit "Closed My Eyes Forever" with Ozzy. Um, now, were you being managed by Sharon at that time? Sharon was my manager. Yes. Okay. And how long did she yeah. actually manage you for? She managed me. Let's see. I'm good two or three years. Um. She was having some problems, you know, with her family at the time, and and 
her and I went our separate ways. But I, I just absolutely love Sharon, and, and she did so much for my career. She just... She she just gave it that kickstart it needed, you know, and she came in at a time um, where I pretty much had everything in place. I had the record company in place. Um, I had Mike Chapman producing the record. I just needed a, I needed a manager. I didn't have a manager. So I called her up from this Long Beach um, oyster bar. <laughs> I remember sitting at the oyster bar doing oyster shots with uh, drinking Bloody Marys. And I called her up and I said, Sharon, would you please manage me? And I remember her saying, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I was thrilled. I was so thrilled. And uh, she really took my career, gave it a big jump start. So I mean, I was off and running anyway, but Sharon took it to the next level. Very cool. Hey, Lita, these, these stories make me want to go back in time, move out to L.A. and be there at that, you know, that decade, the 80s. It was just such such a great time out in L.A. Everybody was hanging out and collaborating and just, you know, partying. It just seemed like an awesome time. Yeah, it really was. I agree. It really, really was an awesome time, and I, I, I don't know why, but I feel like it's coming back again. Well, that's great um, to hear because you know, I need it. I need something like that to, to reemerge and, you know, for, for all the people that love metal and hard rock to really kind of just get back together again and, and like, do it up like, like that we all did back in the 80s. Yeah, I think so, too. I think so, too, and I think it's time. You know, I think it's reemerging. If and even our offsprings, you know, like uh, our kids are growing up and they're playing old Def Leppard songs. They're they're playing ACDC. You know, they're they're listening to the classic rock and uh, classic rock has taken the face of music and created this whole empire of rock. I mean, you can't put down somebody for having big hair, for God's sake. What does that have to do with anything? It's like saying my balls are bigger than yours. Who cares? Absolutely. Um, It's created an empire. I mean, look, for for instance, the Hard Rock. The Hard Rock Hotel and Casinos. I mean, that's that's all, you know, the 70s, the 80s, the 90s. Yeah, and it's still going strong. Absolutely, and it's going to be going strong forever. And and you're right. And the fact that young kids now are listening to classic rock is, you know, it's it's a great thing because you know it it makes me feel confident that it's never going to die because you know it it just kill me if it did. Uh, It won't. It won't. You know what's interesting is like the punk era. Whatever happened to the punk era? Why hasn't that come back around again? Or maybe it is. I don't know. Maybe that's next, you know? Because the Runaways really were in the punk era. Right, right. When I first started in in rock and roll, um, we were out there with the Sex Pistols and Blondie and the Ramones and, you know, the the real true punks and the Runaways. And uh, that's where we started. And then from there, we branched off into heavy metal. And... um, I don't know. It just heavy metal just never dies, right? No and, doubt and about even it. Even though you know, even the grunge scene and all of that underneath it all, there was still some some heavy metal. Right. A lot of those grunge guys were were metal fans. Like the guys in Ellison Change, just the, the I mean, like yeah. Metal. Even Soundgarden, I mean, is just almost textbook 
Black Sabbath at points, right. you know, it's just, uh, it, yeah, definitely. That's so true. Hey, Linda. so true. Lita, I just want to tell you that we are so thankful that you came on tonight and took time out of recording and uh, tell Gary also thank you. And, uh, you know, we just couldn't be more happier that you came on and took some time out to talk some metal with us. Thanks. Awesome. It was my pleasure. Great. Hey, Lita, can you do a Talking Metal ID for us saying, you know, hey, this is Lita Ford. You're listening to Talking Metal? Sure. Okay, whenever you're ready. Say when. Go for it. <clears throat> Hey, this is Lita Ford, and you are listening to Talking Metal. Excellent. Thank you so much, Lita. <laughs> Thanks, Lita. <laughs> Thanks so pleasure. much. And we definitely got to uh, come and see you when you come into the New York area and tell Gary the same thing. I will. I'll have him take his headphones off. He's doing bass right now. <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right. This has got to let right, go. God bless. Hey, thanks, Lita. See you soon. Take Just, it easy. Bye-bye. Bye. This is Gotta Let Go by Lita Ford on Talking Metal. Big thanks to Lita for joining us on the podcast.
Lita Ford. That was out for blood. Very cool interview with Lita. And yeah. Really psyched to have her on the show. And, and a bonus uh, little uh, cameo by Gary Hoey, one of the really cool uh, shredder-type guitar players. Yeah, definitely. Saying. So, uh, you know, it's interesting. I guess um, I, I wanted to ask her about Bumblefoot because I know Bumblefoot toured with her, but it did, just I, it didn't feel right, and there, we kind of ran out of time. But um, yeah. it's interesting that she has another excellent uh, kind of – if you will, shredder player, right, in there. or at right. least somebody who who can shred. I never like the term shredder, shredder. because yeah, it, it kind it's of like, is just one style of playing. Right. And but you look at a guy can, like Bumblefoot or you Gary, can play and everything. Can play yeah. everything really. Now, um, I I wanted to tell the listeners. I don't think I've uh, told them this yet on a podcast, but I hung out with Bumblefoot the other day. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you told and, me. Oh, I told you. Yeah, yeah and, you told me. Uh, what was cool is I met uh, Bumblefoot at the uh, Gibson Guitar Showroom and. Um, uh, we're we're going to be going back there in a, cool. I think next Monday. Well, keep me posted. I might want to swing oh, by. Oh, cool. Yeah, I should swing yeah. by for sure. And then um, uh, what happened? Uh, Bumblefoot is producing a really great singer from Mexico City, and uh, it's it's something that uh, I'm sure you guys are going to be hearing about very soon, and uh, it's a cool thing. Excellent. Well, everybody's talking. I mean, is Richard Fortas still in Guns? We don't really you know. know. Mark, you know more. Uh, I just follow guns the gossip the moment, uh, yeah. a little bit. You know, not as much as I used to. But I used it to sounds love like following the gossip of GNR. But I just have been so crazed, as you know, with like right. ten jobs that like. I just haven't been able to follow everything lately. Well, the 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 question on the uh, on the Guns N' Roses gossip front is, uh, you know, Richard Fortas uh, supposedly now in Thin Lizzy, and and Guns and Thin have conflicting, oh, conflicting tour dates, dates oh, so wow. it should be interesting to see what happens. <laughs> I mean, Thin Lizzy at this point, I mean, some people might even say this about Guns N' Roses, but Thin Lizzy to me it just seems like it's not really it's, them. Yeah, it's just well, you know, it's it, like just with a different singer. I mean, yeah. that that's. Well, two original members, okay, two according, original members. according okay. to uh, Marzeri2005, Victor from the Mars Attacks podcast, which you guys should all be listening to, by the way. Uh, all right. So anyways, some hey, sad Victor. news today, by the way. 70-year-old John Lord, uh-huh. one of my favorite keyboardists of Deep Purple, uh, has come out today and said he has cancer. So, oh, jeez. Just so so sorry to hear that. Uh, Man. My favorite Deep Purple story, of course, was when uh, myself and Terry Kayamori went to see the quote-unquote reunion of the the Mark II lineup, I guess you'd call it, uh, the classic Deep Purple lineup, Ian Gill and Roger Glover. Ian Pace, Richie Blackmore, and John Lord, of course. Uh, we went to see that as probably 15-year-olds. This is when they got to back together for the perfect strangers uh thing you know and um we had nosebleed seats you know uh and and i swear to god we were 15 years old we were the youngest kids in there you know um and uh suddenly these big bouncer security guys like deep purple security not like arena security came up and they pointed to us and they were like you two and we were like what the hell we didn't do anything wrong this is like after the opening band before uh, Deep Purple, Jafria opened, Jafria. got blown off the stage. Oh. <laughs> uh, they they escort us down from our nosebleed seats, like ten rows in front of the stage, and we oh, right? and they plopped us there. And the only thing I could think of uh, in retrospect was they were like 
get some young kids up front because right, there, there's too many old guys up here. Yeah, and when so I say old guys, oh, so thirty years been, old, and they were like, put on this, put on these girl outfits and put on this makeup and nah, well, make your mouth of, into yeah. a weird circle. Yeah, I just think they wanted backstage. some youth up there, you know, because right. oh, you know, funny. even back at that time, they had the you know the the monitors and stuff, and they wanted to like, show they like to show they didn't want young. all like guys with beards and and straight long hair up there, you know, <laughs> at the time, you know, so you know we were we up we got. Oh, Excellent seats, what and that arena blew was my that? mind. That was at the Chicago Pavilion, actually, oh, which I like don't even a, know like is still PNC there. Kind of a place? Uh, no, and, it was and, an indoor place, like in downtown Chicago. Wow. The, the rest you've just blocked blocked out. Yeah, well, possibly. What do you mean by that? Just can't really remember what happened after you were brought up to the front. No, and, uh, I remember. I asked to drink some strange liquid, and <laughs> no, no, then no. the rest is uh, just a foggy memory for no, you and a no, no. hypnotherapist to decipher. Well, possibly, but uh, it was a, it was a great show. I do remember Child in Time, and and just all the classic Deep Purple. It was a, such a, an amazing show, and such great players, and and John Lord just such an amazing talent. Uh, one of the members of Deep Purple, who you know, I think has been there pretty consistently throughout their career, maybe on every record, I, I would have to check that. But, um, you know, when you hear Hush, you know, from 1968 or something, that, uh, of course, was John Lord, Richie Blackmore, and Ian Pace, but no, that was a different singer and a, a different bass player that was not Roger Clover well, or Ian Gillen. You know, I got to be close friends with Glenn Hughes, and uh, he is just such a, gr- a great singer and yeah. uh you know, bassist and, you know, important member of the band, too, even though he wasn't there originally. Hey, guess what? I got some uh, interesting news that I can tie into heavy metal. You go for it. Donna DeErico. You know who she is? Uh, married to Nikki Six for a while? Once married or? to Nikki Six. She is canceling her quest to find Noah's Ark in Mount Ararat in Turkey. Oh, and the reason is, is because she fears, why give up now? Really? <laughs> yes. She fears that if she makes the trip, she might never return. Wow. Okay. I'm not sure what that means, but that's according it to. Sounds like she went off the deep end. I, I, I TMZ.com. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There you go. Wow. That's my that's favorite. Uh, Gavin DeGraw, not heavy metal, hospitalized after brutal attack in the East Village. Uh, but that sounds a little fishy to me. I think something. I don't know. What do you think? I don't know. Don't even know who that is. To be yeah, honest, some with guy. You. I don't know. He's probably on. Uh, you know, I don't want to say. Okay, um, somebody was punched in the face at the Playboy Mansion. A German rapper. Yeah. All right. Not well, listen. Uh, listen. Uh, could uh, be any number of German rappers. <laughs> let's get into. Uh, here's this is good. Uh, John Frusciante, not also not really metal, not metal at all. He is uh, fearing that he's being stalked. Yeah. Okay. Well. I'll, I'll go off of TMZ. I should be on like some heavy metal website, but I'm yeah. addicted to TMZ. All right. Anyway. This is Deep Purple, little David Coverdale and Glenn Hughes. Apparently, I could grow my penis 17 inches. I'm looking at my phone as well. <laughs> uh, I, I, this might be spam. Little Deep Purple. Your friend Glenn Hughes and David Coverdale sharing lead on this one. Yeah, very, very This cool. is Sal Away.
Talking metal. Oh, there we go. (laughs) (laughs) That was Bud Friendly. Uh, Bud Friendly, yes. I don't know if you could hear Uh, that. A little classic Deep Purple there. Still Uh, nude. Still nude. A little classic Deep Purple there off the Burn record with David Coverdale, Glenn Hughes, Richie Blackmore. Who else was on that record? Uh, Ian Pace. 
Um, and of course, John Lord, who announced that he has cancer. Wow. Our best, uh, our yeah. best, wishes, best to, wishes to um, to John Lord. Get well man. soon, dude. That's crazy. Seventy years old. Metal's getting old, man. We're getting uh. old. It's all it's all going fast, man. Uh, I just watched some show. I'm getting younger. I am actually Bud Button. There you go, he's, Bud Button in the studio, nude, uh, turning into a baby as we speak. And, and he's nude, but he has the mask painted on his face. It's body paint, exactly. And that, yes, th- 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 this is my penis. Time. It just. I, <laughs> I just uh, was watching this Morgan Freeman special thing on some science uh, yeah, yeah, channel. You see I that like thing? Him. No. Yeah. It, apparently, the 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 older you get, the faster time goes. So, mm. so that means uh, we'll be dead true? in a few days. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's just. Uh, it's just crazy and uh, sad. And um, let's move on. Anyways. Hey, uh, hey. <laughs> Oh, Go ahead. I, I just am kind of blown away. I, I have uh, Apple.com, and this is slightly c- uh, connected to metal. The first story on Apple.com is reviewer Jim uh, D-A-L-R-Y-M-P-L-E um, writes uh, an article about a 13-inch MacBook Air. But guess what? He's good friends with Zach Wild, and I know him, so it's, I can't believe that it, I thought I was seeing things. But uh, anyway... That's cool. my story. Hey, we didn't that play was a, the most interesting story yeah, John Astronomy's night. told all hey, night. We didn't we play Adrenaline Mob yet, did we? I don't think so. Uh, no. Exciter is talking about this band. Uh, of course, Mike Portnoy on drums. Oh, yeah, and, uh, yeah. The EP, I guess it's an EP, came out today. They do a cover of Mob Rules. A lot of good songs on the uh, EP. I did download it off of iTunes, which I'm not doing a lot of downloading yet uh, really? anymore now with Spotify. Uh, oh, yeah, you can See, just I don't know to about shit. that. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah, you got to check it out. It's the, the future, the iTunes killer for sure. But um, Adrenaline Mob, not on Spotify, so I did go to iTunes to buy it, and we will have links up on today's show notes in the podcast version of this show where you can use those links to go to iTunes to buy this Adrenaline Mob song and other music. While you, after you're in iTunes, shop shop away, buy TV shows, buy apps, buy whatever you want, um, and we'll get, uh, I think, a 3% kickback on that. Of course, there's no additional charge to you guys. There's other ways to contribute to the podcast. There's PayPal buttons on TalkingMetal.com. There are uh, links to uh, No Regrets, John's book. Yeah. Coming, uh, out. coming out. And there's a special tree in Central Park where you can leave uh, loose pills <laughs> and powders for Bud Friendly. Yes, there yeah, you I go. I will put a clothes on before I go out there. Uh, and uh, listen, you you people seem afraid to mail cash. I am I am encouraging you all to mail cash to my P.O. Box in Maplewood, New Jersey. P.O. Box Even 404, if it's, Maplewood, you know, New Jersey. Uh, have you ever heard this... Uh, even a penny. Remember <laughs> those guys in the yeah. subway? They're like, yeah. even one penny would make a difference. <laughs> yeah. Don't don't mail me a yeah. fucking penny. No, guys, That's all I gotta say. Mail me guys. mail me at least a dollar. Uh, let's uh, listen. Every listener will mail me five dollars. Even that? one dollar would be great, but five would be better. Five cash. Yeah. yeah. There's this guy uh, who I'm uh, like you know friendly with um, on the uh, path train, and uh, he he I can I can memorize I've already memorized his his speech, and it says, "Welcome to the Bergen Lafayette Coalition to Feed the Homeless Shelter." <laughs> I don't even know if that makes sense, but that's what he says, and he goes, "If you could spare any change, even one penny." Would make it yeah, well, this, I remember the path train. The guys, if you're hungry, I have sandwiches. Yeah, yeah, that's him. Yeah. <laughs> and if you're hungry, he's carrying some sandwiches with him. So if yeah, you're I would hungry, need those sandwiches, yeah, yeah. yeah. But no, he's a nice guy. Yeah, he, he carries. Manners, I tell you. 
he carries some sandwiches, and but he always says, uh, "Welcome to the Bergen Lafayette Coalition." Does he have like a badge around his shelter. neck? Yeah, yeah, he might. I, I don't know, but I, I always I know that guy. I don't know if his that's name's Teddy. Ron. Oh, really? Oh, Ron. Okay, because there was a guy named Teddy, but then there was no, another I don't know guy. If his I, name's Ron. No, it's it's Teddy, and a real nice guy. I hope he's doing well. And you know, I I think he, I'm sure he really is from the Bergen Lafayette Coalition to Feed the Homeless yeah. Shelter. You want to hear a sad story? A guy uh, who worked in the mailroom at Sci-Fi back when I used to work there. His name was Ron, and um, he was a little off. Like he was a mailroom guy, he's a little <laughs> off. A nice guy though, and he'd always like this is like you know 2004, 2005. He always had a Walkman. He wasn't. I wasn't an iPod, and he would listen to. He'd tape Opie and, and Anthony, and then he'd listen to it as he delivered the the Sci-Fi mail on his headphones on his cassette uh, Walkman. Yeah, yeah, nice, nice guy. Um, and he was let go oh, from man. sci-fi and he used to occasionally call me after, uh, after he was like, go like, Hey Mark, I uh, wanted to let you know, I saw, uh, Jackie, the joke man from the Howard Stern show walking down the street. And I went up to him and I said, uh, I love you. And, uh, <laughs> and he yeah. would leave me these crazy messages. Cause he knew, knew that I liked, you know, right. radio. Uh, and again, he was a little off. And then, so anyways, um, about a year after he got fired from Sci-Fi, I was I was on the subway. Laid off, laid off. Yeah, like, laid off. Laid yeah, off. sure. Uh, I was on the subway and uh, I saw this guy like at the West Fourth Street subway station from the subway as as I was going by, and he had like like a, sh- a shopping cart and like fifty, you know, not 50, bags five or something. Getting, yeah, getting filled oh, with no. cans. And it was him, and I was like, oh, it's a homeless guy. And I looked over, and it was the guy who used to work oh, in Sci-Fi. No. Yeah, he was Jeez. collecting cans. That's a, yet another sad story tonight <laughs> on Talking Metal. metal. <laughs> sad story, nonstop, yeah. wall you to know wall. What, guys, sad. Uh, thanks for listening yes. to this sad section stories. of Talking Metal. <laughs> I am going to run into the other room. We're going to be back in five minutes. Yes. with a rockin' upbeat interview with Todd Youth. Yes, and it, it, we'll probably East cut Frilly this. Group. We'll probably cut this and make this. If you're listening to the podcast version, I believe Todd Youth will actually fall into the next episode. Correct. It is now hour three of Talking Metal Live. But here's your uh, good friend. Uh, I don't know if he's my friend. I guess he knows me, Mike Portnoy. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, uh, oh, so yeah, he's Turtlehead, a band member. Oh, I love him. Bandmate, friend of mine. <laughs> yeah, as well. bandmate, friend Turtlehead, of, bandmate. Yeah. Uh, anyways, Adrenaline <laughs> Mob out today, Tuesday, August 9th. 2011. Here we go. Mike Portnoy on the drums. Check this out. Great stuff here on Talking Metal. Drop it non-stop, method flyer, method 
Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.